Welcome to the Strong Enough Podcast, where we talk about the challenges and celebrate the triumphs of people just like you. I'm your host, Claudia. Today's guest is going to share how he felt lost and alone at the age of 17. He then went into the Air Force where he learned the true meaning of love. Please help me in welcoming Juan Lee. Juan, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing fine and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here and I am so excited to chat with you. I believe you are my first Marylander who is going to be on the show. But other than that, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, as you know, I'm a um, I'm a transformational speaker, thought leader in the power, the principle of the power of love. I'm an author of Love Made Simple. I'm also the founder and executive director of a um, nonprofit called Clear Journey. That's basically the basic comes from the from the book. Um, it's basically the practical applications of love. And we put them into place. We basically teach teenagers and young adults um, how to uh, live a more successful life with financial literacy and and attitudes for success. And, um, you know, I've had quite a few uh, careers, but I'm currently now retired from everybody else's jobs. (laughs) And uh, this is what I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm really feeling... I'm really fortunate enough to be in this space um, because I really think it's a time that we really need to reevaluate some of the things that uh, we as a society are holding um, very close to. And we really need to think about why we do some of the things that we do. And I think understanding love is, is the key. I think we've missed it in many cases and so um that's my that's my journey now it's my mission now um to be able to uh to share the power of love to the world um it wasn't always uh that idea though um if you go back um um, my story starts about when i was 17 years old when i was seeking out uh, directions I mean, I was lost. I was, it was hopeless. I mean, you couldn't see it from the outside. Um, I grew up in middle-class Maryland and, um, but I was, I was lost on the inside and could not figure out what I was going to do. I was, had a desire to want to do things, but at the time I just couldn't get it done. And what I come to find out was um, I had an undiagnosed learning disability, which in turn got me uh, labeled through school. And um, I felt ill-prepared for life. I was just lost. And I was fortunate enough to get into the Air Force, join the Air Force, and my life totally did a 180 and I you know I did not have an identity went into the Air Force and everything just changed for me and I and I and and it wasn't easy to be all mine to be perfectly honest with you because 
in the midst of having a learning disability, I made it through all of the things in the Air Force to get in the Air Force, to stay in the Air Force, to thrive in the Air Force, and yet still had this learning disability. And in spite of it, was able to do that. Um, and at that point, I began to understand life. And then it allowed me to begin to look back on my, my earlier life or my earlier years. And I'd always been in Christianity, I'd been in religion. And up until this time getting into the Air Force, it really didn't make any sense. I mean, it was really, um, there was this symbol of hope without any actions. And it wasn't until I got into the Air Force that I was able to put the hope together with the action that it began to allow me to see what love looks like. Because it was that love that I was able to identify in the military. And a lot of people don't understand what I mean when I say the military because it's almost like counterproductive. <laughs> it's counter, it's like military love it seems like a big destructive um, machine. But in actuality, it it is, it has that capacity and has that capability. But the part that made sense is that it was a system. And that system produced the outcomes that produces the covering that we as Americans live under. And I understood that it didn't matter who I was, as long as I came in line with the system, success was guaranteed. Success was first of all, something greater than myself. And it began to show me how the system in the military was very similar to system in life. Because in life, we have to recognize that we're bigger, we're part of something bigger than just ourselves. And that was the message that I learned in the military was that I was a part of something bigger than myself. It was called national security, national defense. It was something that everybody in this country required and depended on. And I was a part of it. And my part was important. My part was sufficient and it was necessary. And then I began to connect that to, excuse me, life in general. Whereas that I saw that I felt that prior to that, that I had no value. And when I thought about it from just an individual perspective, probably not because I didn't measure up. And it was the system that I was following was, was forcing me to compare myself. And the Air Force told me that I didn't have to compare myself. I had what was important and was sufficient and was necessary and everybody needed me as much as I needed them. And that's the same thing that we are in, this, in, in, in the world because this love is for humanity. Love is for humanity. That is something that is greater than any one person, 
and it affects and, and it impacts generations. And until we realize the power of love, I think we're missing out on this opportunity that we are what we're possessing right now. And that's this opportunity to invest in something that's bigger than ourselves. And that's what love allowed me to do is to see that what I had was important. And man, ever since I, I realized that I've stopped comparing myself, I started giving what I had and what I had was sufficient. And man, life just changed because it became clear when you understand who you are, what it is that your purpose is. And it's not a big secret. And I think so many of us have, have gone through life with this, this question, what is life all about? And the fact of the matter is, is we all have the same purpose and that is to protect and preserve humanity. And we do it through love. That's the only way that it can be done because it's the only thing that we all have in common. And because of that, once I figured out, once I saw that, once I saw that I had something that everybody needed, I mean, that's what I intend to do is to spend my life sharing this message of love to everyone, not excluded, not excluding anyone, because we're all important, we're all necessary, and we all have what's sufficient for this time. So that's a little bit of how I got to where I am. I want to start by saying thank you so much for your service. You're welcome. That was it's my pleasure. <laughs> well, it, it's it's something that not many people, you know, will will stand up and do. So so I appreciate that. What do you think you found in the Air Force around love and around togetherness and supporting one another that you hadn't gotten earlier in your life as a child, as a young man at home and at school? Here's, here's the, the thing um, that the Air Force, you, you have to buy into the system. And the system is very specific in what it requires. Um, the difference is, and, I, and I'll get back to what those things are, but the difference were that before that, the system was about, and even you can't give anything that you don't have, okay? Um, let me go back a little bit further then. Um, my mother passed, died when I was six years old. My dad um, had less than a high school education. My dad remarried when I was about nine. And it was the blending of families um, that we endeavored, we endured. Um, it was, um, like I said, I grew up in a middle-class Maryland and 
if you looked outside from the outside, it looks successful. I mean, hey, if you look at what I'm dealing with, where I've come from, what things, how did they, how it got here, it'd be hard to complain. And by all means, I'm not. I'm very thankful for my experience. Um, the, the academics on the other side, that system, it, it just pushed me right on through. It's not about, it's not about teaching, developing people to be who they are. It's about measuring people against one another. And that leaves some people at one level and it leaves other people at other levels. And I, the system, if you ask the system, it works because nobody got left behind. But was everybody prepared for life? And I don't think I was. And I don't think that they still are because as, as I speak to young people today, that system is still at work. Um, and it doesn't see like seem like it's going to change. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is the preparation for life is miss, missing in our academic situation. I mean, it's it's about attaining certain things, but when you get there, are you prepared for life to be able to make a difference, to be that your, your uniqueness, your authentic self, instead of chasing somebody else's standards? So to put all of that in play, um, I had the the it appeared to have what was necessary to survive or to, to be successful. But success starts on the inside of an individual. And there was, I was not prepared. And I couldn't prepare myself because I didn't know what I didn't know that I needed. And so, but I do believe this, that everybody gave me their best it just doesn't mean that their best was enough um and so that's that that really allows you to begin to to think about how our system is working and our society as a whole because it's so much about what things look like instead of what things really are on the inside of an individual. I mean, I just, interesting, I just learned something about social media recently. And it was about, social media is about presenting what you want to be. Not necessarily who you are. And then you wonder why people are not getting authenticity when they, and, and everybody is, is engaging this thing, but nobody is being real. And so it's just, it's just a phenomenon that it's what's acceptable. And so 
I didn't get that until I got into the to the Air Force, whereas is that the systems in the Air Force is like, you got to buy into this system and this system works. This system works. But the system requires you to buy into it all the way. And the those the system is a part of attitudes. And the very first attitude that love entails is a sacrifice. And that's the number one rule or buy-in for the military. I don't care what your job is, you gotta understand that the potential there for you to, to lose your life, to sacrifice everything. And here is here's the definition for love. It's the ability to act on behalf of others. That's what the military does every day, is that they're going to protect and serve the nation with their lives. That's love. For you to be able to lay down your life for someone else. It, it doesn't get any better than that. That's one of the seven character, the attitudes of love that I talk about in the book and, and that I, I share with people that understanding that until we get to that point where we love on behalf or we act on behalf of others. Now, not saying that it's going to be easy because the fact is, is that there's a way you have to do that so that you can be able to successfully accomplish that. And that is that you have to be in, within yourself. You have to be secure within yourself. Okay. You, you've got to willingly begin to lay down your life. Be, willingly take on that sacrifice for the sake of someone else. And that right there in and of itself, a lot of people join the military for different reasons and not realize that that's a requirement. Um, I was uh, I was a veteran during the first Gulf War. There's a storm. There's a shield, and we had not. This was in the late early. I mean, this is the early '90s, and up until then, we had not been in a war until since Vietnam, and we're basically two at least. Two, probably two generations away since we had been to war. And when we went to war, I saw the, the fear on people's faces going into a combat zone that they never, ever, ever thought that that was going to happen. I mean, I came into the Air Force and they was touting, if you want to go to college, we'll pay for your college. And people were buying it, jumping on, getting in there with that. And that was the only intention that was. The, but to think that that could have been the requirement to sacrifice their lives. It, no recollection with it. No, they didn't think about it at all. But to really begin to thrive in the military, I did nine years in and got out. But it wasn't until you began to understand what 
the attitude that you needed to have to be able to operate in it successfully was that you had to buy into it. And that system is the same thing that is for humanity in the sense that there's a system for humanity and it's called love. And all you have to do is hook into it and it will, it will survive. It will thrive. It will, it will, um, we protect and, and, and preserve it by operating in love. Um, there are three characteristics. If I can share the three characteristics with love that really allow you to understand how it works and that it can't fail. It can't fail. And the first one is, is that love is a chameleon. It basically adapts to any situation. It just blends in. It takes your, your own individuality and just blends it in and, and melts into the fabric of the whole for the purpose that the whole would succeed. It just blends in. It just makes the foundation for success. I mean, can you imagine? That's the first thing that love does is it makes success possible. And then the next thing is, is the conduit because now it attaches one to another with no expectations, no agenda, hidden agendas. It's just this free, free flowing that goes back and forth that allows everyone's needs to be met individually and collectively. And then the last one is, and I call this the three C's of love. And the last one is the one that sets love over the top and is that it's a choice. It's a choice. Nobody can make you do it and nobody can stop you from doing it. It can't fail. We have the power to, 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 to exercise, to act on behalf of another, even if they don't like it or want it. That's a no win. I mean, that's a no fit. That's a no load. No lose there. You can't lose there. Why wouldn't you want to hook up to something like that? You can't lose. And that's what I've been hooked up to for the last 30 years. I mean, it just changed my whole outlook on life. Because, you know, not to fear is the fact that you know that this experience is temporary. This experience is temporary. And then to know what it is that you have to offer, to invest into this thing that's bigger than you are so that the next generation can be, can be able to grow and be able to thrive because you gave your all into your time in space with humanity. It gives life meaning and purpose that will live on in eternity. Wow, that's a lot to, to take in, but I love, I love your passion about it. I wanna ask you, we hear a lot of times people say that they are unlucky in love. They go through 
failed relationships and may not be the the fault of their own. So, you know, that is what it is. But what do you say to those people who feel like, well, I'm just unlovable or I'm just unable to love? Um, the first part to love is self-love. Um, I told you, I said the first attitude for love is sacrifice. The second one is humility. Humility allows you to seek out help and recognize that, recognizing that you're not in this thing by yourself. You're not in this thing. We are a part of something bigger than ourselves. And, and see, that's why I'm saying if we can really understand that we're not out on an island and we're not in a vacuum trying to figure this thing out by ourselves. We are connected to one another. Our fulfillment, my fulfillment today is in you. You've offered me an opportunity to give my share, give, share my, um, my uniqueness with your audience. That fulfills me. Okay. And so I can't do that without you. I can't, I can't do it. And until we realize that that's where our fulfillment is, it's in one another. And by doing that, we're able to, to reach our full potential in this temporary experience. You know, so many of us don't get it, but once we get it and we begin to recognize on the inside first, what do I have to offer? We've got to find out who we are, where we, what we have. You remember when I was telling you my story, I was like, I had no identity. It was once I found out who I was, man, I had no confidence. I had low self-esteem. Oh, all of that gone. Now I'm confident to the point where in some cases you might even perceive me as being cocky, but it's just a confidence and assurance as it relates to why isn't everybody walking in this type of confidence? Because it starts with knowing who you are, what you have to offer, and you know that when you offer it, you're going to be fulfilled because your intent is to preserve and protect humanity, and you can't you can't not gain from that. We you are a part, I am a part, we are a part of humanity. And so we've got to understand that we've got to first find ourselves and recognize what it is. Now, one of the chapters in my book, I talk about it, and it deals with the family, and it talks about it's the foundation for your life. And a lot of us come to a conclusion that we're unlovable or we can't love because of that experience in our own families, for whatever the case may be. And so we don't, we don't put the value where it needs to be in the, in the family. It's almost sort of like, you know, how can you treat teachers, people who teach our children, educate our children with disrespect. We've got to put respect back into the family. 
and to the point where the that parents know that their children are their responsibilities first and foremost. And then it's not about necessarily just a roof, clothing, and food. It's their time. You've got to invest your time yourself. Again, love is about sacrificing self. You can't you can't raise children afar. We we've we've got we've established norms now that are detrimental to family. And until we realize that, we're going to be still entering into our independence, our, our, our younger years, not having the foundation to be able to succeed and looking to find how to do it. And this thing called life, it's not fair. It's not going to be fair. And so we begin to draw on straws that have no substance to them and leave us lost and without hope. And, and, and it really begins to then become a very selfish, how do I survive? I was there at 17, but I know that there are those that are there every day of their lives just trying to survive. And so what I, I say that to say is, is that when we realize that we have something, that we know that it's important and it's sufficient, your view on life changes. You, you have something to offer. This experience called life, it's about what do you have to offer? It's not what you can get. And until you know what it is you can offer, so many of us don't know what we have to offer. And as a result, we're trying to get, take, and steal anything that we can just to survive. And so the first step is to take the time and do the self the self in self-inspection. And I know it, it's not easy. I, I that was probably for me. I would say probably, to be honest with you, it's an ongoing process, but really probably better part of five years of just really questioning why. Questioning myself why. Asking myself those questions why. And they're questions that nobody has, nobody can answer but, but yourself. But you've got to be honest about it. And that begins to change your perspective on a whole lot of things when you're able to when you're able to be honest with yourself. It's not always easy um, to do it, but the benefits well outweigh the uncomfortable, the discomfort that comes from it, because in that experience comes liberty, comes freedom comes the ability to be able to put some things aside, tear down some walls that have been keeping you um, from, from thriving. Um, 
it, it's 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 important process. I completely agree with you. And I agree that for a lot of people, probably most people, it is a really difficult process. It really is difficult to look inward and be a hundred percent honest, like you said, and really look at what do I have to offer? What would you say to the people who are afraid to do that or who are starting and get scared and say, gosh, I just, I'm just too scared to fi- to find out what this is going to reveal about me. Well, I- I'll tell you this. Um, the first thing, let me just tell you why that question is so significant. And it's the reason why my nonprofit, it addresses teenagers and young adults. Um, and the answer is, is that because it's, this process is more difficult the older you become because you begin to become very fixed in who you are. It, you are defined by your experiences at that point. But what, what I can suggest is to you is to give you some hope on the other side of the experience. And that is, is that there is nothing greater than the liberty of understanding the peace that surpasses every type of situation that you will encompass, you will incur, you will come in in contact with. That, the, the subtitle of my book is called The Guide to Inner Peace, Contentment and Success. When you do this work, you get a clarity of life that will surpass anything that you ever have experienced or will experience. It will allow you to navigate the life experience with clarity, with peace, to understand that your peace is on the inside of you and that the circumstances won't dictate your peace, but the way in which you possess and navigate the situation will determine everything. What peace does is it allows you to prevent, it prevents you from, in many cases, um, making some mistakes that you, in some cases, can't recover from. Um, It's a preventive process, but in the process of doing it, it also puts things in perspective after they've gone, after you've, if you've fallen into something that you can't, love allows you to put it into perspective. You know, I, my situation, as I was telling you, you know, my dad gave me everything he had. Um, but I don't complain. I don't hold anything against him because he gave me everything he had. It was no doubt that he gave me everything. And in, but, in, but in some cases, maybe you can see that maybe someone didn't give me their best. But I understand that everybody has their own journey and that I don't hold anybody's a journey against them. And so for you to be able to understand that that's their journey, and it's not personal. And here's, here's one of the biggest things. Um, 
hurt people hurt people. And a lot of pain that we are suffering from is in direct result of someone else's pain. And when we're able to find ourselves, we begin to avoid other people's pain. We begin to avoid other people's pain. So, so to say the work is worth it, I can't stress it enough. You've got to be able to go in and, and here's the thing, nobody can do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You've got to do the work. When you do the work, man, the weights come down. The weights fall off. The walls come down. And you become free. Nobody can tell you what it feels like to be free when you've been in bondage. And the thing about it is, is in so many of our cases, we're in bondage and we consider it free. We've been misled to think that what things look like are true. And that's that's the part that if you can get to that point, you'll be willing to do the work. You'll be willing to to pull down those walls because on the other side, it's so much liberty. There's so much joy. There's so much peace on the other side. It's very interesting to me because love is sacrifice and has to be selfless but at the same time, it has to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the ironic thing about it, because it, you've got to be able to understand, you've got to have something to give something, okay? And the first thing that you are receiving is the fact that, or you, 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 re, you have to develop self, okay? And love, a lot, the attitude that I'm talking about, those seven attitudes, they, they are meant to help you develop yourself so that you can give yourself. Everything needs to be developed. Everything has to grow. Anything that's not growing is dead. And so we've got to be able to constantly understand that for this process to work, this system of love to work, we've got to grow. We've has to, we have to grow. And when we grow, everything, things begin to change. And with change, see, we, we frown on change, but the fact is, is that growth is just a process of change. And when we continue to do that, things change. And that's what we're looking for in this experience so that we can invest those, those things that we've developed into humanity. And I wanna be clear that when we talk about love, we aren't just talking about romantic love. We're talking about loving everybody. It's the foundation for all relationships. The full definition of life is basically the, the, the ability to be able to establish relationships. You're establishing those relationships um, as a result of acting on behalf of others. 
And that's what it is. You're establishing relationships. And, and a lot of our challenges in this experience is that we struggle with the ability to be able to um, develop those relationships that connect to who we are to allow us to be able to invest into humanity because those relationships help build us up to be our best to reach our fulfillment so that we can you know, invest all of who we are into humanity. And when we don't necessarily connect to the right people, they oftentimes cause us not to be able to reach our potential. And that's where we have to understand how we develop those relationships. Um, everybody's important, but everybody doesn't connect to each other. They connect where they fit. And so we've got to know where we are, who we are, so that we know where we fit. You know, go back to my military analogy. All of us had different jobs. You know, there were doctors and lawyers and pilots and mechanics and all these, but you've plugged into where you fit. But we all were important to the big part of the system that because if one of them weren't doing their job, it broke the system. And so we, we have to realize that that's what we possess in this process. And as a result, you know, we can now, we can operate together collectively and, uh, and be fulfilled. One of the recurring themes that I have heard is earlier you talked about social media and how the majority of us are putting forth the the facade you know what we want other people to think what we want to be what we aspire to be maybe uh and then just recently you mentioned superficial you know that a lot of times we're connecting very superficially and we're not making those deeper connections what do you think in our society or in humanity has led us to this place of masks, fake, superficial, just not really wanting those deeper, truer connections? Comparisons. We, we're, we're wanting to compare. This is not an old, this is not old. It used to be keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're basically comparing ourselves with one another and avoiding trying to find out our uniquenesses. It's easier to be honest with you. It's easier to let somebody else's um, standards rule us than it is to establish our own. You know, find out our uniqueness. You know, this is what I'm endeavoring to do right now. I would have never thought to do. You gotta understand, wrote a book that was well well outside of my will well. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's only because I continue to grow, continue to not allow myself to, to not allow my what I couldn't do, eliminate what I could do. And I would have never, I would have never thought. If somebody asked me four or five years ago, you're gonna, no, absolutely not. But here I am right now talking to your audience after writing a book basically about my life story and wanting to tell people about it. 
I just stopped. I just never stopped growing. I just, I won't stop growing. I just said, you know, anything that's not growing is dead. And this is, this is what we are here to do. And um, you will never know how far and how much you can accomplish if you don't stop, if you don't continue to grow. So growth is essential in this experience called life. Essential. It doesn't stop. How do we try to shed that fear of comparison? Um, you, you and I have that ability to, um, when we recognize who we are, that's the indication that we're not being compared because we're unique. We're unique. Um, we see uniqueness as, as weird. But we got to be willing to stand up and accept the fact that it's not being weird. It's about who I am. I'm an individual. I'm different. I'm unique. If, if everybody was made from the same mold, we wouldn't need one another. We wouldn't have a need for each other. There's an, it's evident because we're here together that we need each other. The system requires us to need each other. We're struggling with that concept. And that's really basically what I'm trying to, to present is another paradigm, another way of thinking about life is just that it's not this selfish experience or in, in many cases is a selfish cloud because we really don't have a clue as it relates to what we're doing. We're just trying to selfishly maneuver through this thing some kind of way just to say we were here. But that's really so far from what the intent is. And, you know, so many of us are just trying to survive instead of having a purpose and understanding what it is. And it's not that difficult. I mean, it starts with understanding that this experience is temporary. You know, we, we have a tendency to say life is short and you do all you can. No, first of all, I think that's a wrong way to look at it. Life is as long as it's going to be. Okay. But however long it is, it's only temporary. And when we're able to think like that, see, temporary gives you the understanding that it's a finite amount of time. Short gives you this point of, well, I can make it longer. You can do, I don't care what you do. It ain't gonna be no longer than it is. And to think that you're gonna maneuver it in a way to be able to make it longer than you than it should be is a misnomer that we follow and we fall into because it doesn't take but that long and it's all done. So what we have is today to make a difference, today to determine what you want to invest. The sooner you develop yourself, 
the sooner you can give yourself and that fulfillment and that that potential is realized regardless as to the length of it. I think that is an amazing way to look at it and and realize the amount of impact that we can really give in the temporary time that we have if we are willing to do the work. The sooner we start the work, the better we are. And it's never too late. It's never too late because there's so many, there are people, there's the next generation looking for your investment, depending on your investment. We're living on the shoulders and on the shelves on the shoulders of the previous generations. And we can take what was good and we can develop that which was bad, change that which was bad, improve on that which was bad, and, and prepare for the future. We have that capacity, that capable, that capability. But at the same time, we also have the the capacity and the capability to destroy it. And division is the key to destruction. We're entertaining that very heavily right now. And that's why I'm thinking that this message is important because we really have to change the paradigm. We need to change this idea that this selfishness to think that we have this mindset that is going to change things self with this selfish mindset. It's not about you and I. It's not about me. It's about the investment that we can put in so that humanity is protect, we protect humanity and preserve it for the next generation. That's real. You can depend on that. That's something that you can hang your hat on to know that you've invested your potential into something that's greater than you and I are. It's the collective, not the individual. You have spit a lot of truth already, but I'm going to ask you to do just a little bit more. Talk to me about wellness and what people can do to keep themselves well. What, what regard? Are we talking physically? Um, physically, mentally, emotionally. You take your pick. I, th- I think... All of it works together. All that works together. Um, first of all, I'd say this, is that we have to own our own wellness. We have to. There's too many variables that are going to influence our wellness, mentally, physically, um, everything. There's so many variables. And so I think to understand that is a part of a part of what love can do because it changes your attitude 
based on the situation. Um, you know, health-wise, you got to understand that you are what you eat. Okay? Let's just be clear. You are what you eat. And your body will not respond to it as quickly as it will over time. Over time, it will begin to tell you exactly what you've eaten. Um, mentally, your relationships, love allows you and teaches you how to navigate relationships, how to begin to know what's the right ones and what aren't the ones that are not the right ones. Um, but it all starts with understanding who you are because, because ultimately relationships are valuable. They have, they bring value to you. And if you can't recognize that value, then it's probably not there, but you've got to understand that relationships should bring value. They should be valued. Now, if you don't recognize what that is, you need to really evaluate whether or not that needs to be something that you should be involved with. Now, when I say value, taking into consideration, does it help facilitate what your ambitions, your goals, your desires, your, um, your uniqueness as it relates to protecting and preserving humanity? Um, and then you understand what value is to you. Um, so there are a lot of wellnesses. I mean, those, those are the ones that come to mind right now. You, you, you gotta be mindful of over time, all of this stuff works over time. So the sooner you can grasp and understand these attitudes of love um, will facilitate a holistic, more well-rounded, um, productive being. I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. And you, you talked about relationships in there, but I'm going to go ahead and ask for your A1 nugget of relationship advice. Well, understand relationships are what, what life is all about. Okay, but I'm assuming that you're talking about more like romantic, intimate relationships. <laughs> um, you know what? I think any relationship, because like we talked about earlier, all relationships are important. So if there's something that you could give that is beneficial across the board, um, not just romantic, but friendships, work relationships, family, humanity. Well, I mean, well but, but I guess the, the since we've already said value. Mm -hmm. um, value is very important. Um, but if there's another one, I would say that they are, let's say they are in line, um, with your goals. Okay. Um, relationships have, here's the thing, relationships about what you have in common. Okay, 
in any relationship. It's about what you have in common. That relationship is based on that things that are, you relate to. And understand that if you can't relate, you don't have anything in common. You probably, it's not the best relationship mm-hmm. for you. Um, so that goes into selecting your business partners, your your relationship, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your job, your your neighborhood, your friendship, all of those. Those are all relationships. And if you can't relate to them, maybe you need to find someone that you can relate to or that can relate to you. Um, and I think that will serve you a lot better than oh, they look good, or they pay a lot, um, or that's in a good part of town or some place where I want to, you then determine the value, okay? So um, that's my nugget there. That's a good nugget. I really, really love that. We are going to take a left turn here. Uh, before I let you go. And we are going to talk a little bit about tattoos because I love tattoos. We had a lengthy conversation before we started recording today about tattoos. And and I was able to share a couple stories with you. Now, I know that you do not have any tattoos. However, if you had to get a tattoo. It is paid for and the best artist is there waiting for you. What would you get and why? Unity. I would have a tattoo of the word unity. It's the demonstration of love. When we're able to come together and unite around something that we have in common. It allows us to be driven and, 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 and working together to accomplish the same outcome. That's, that would be my message on my, of my tattoo would be unity. I feel like it would be really big too. I think it, I think it would, uh, if there was a way to be able to break it all over me, yeah, that, that would be it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to hide it. I love it. Juan, you have been amazing and I want people to know where they can find you. So if they're interested in hearing you speak, getting your book, working with you, I don't know, coming to say hello and eating a crab in Maryland, <laughs> where can people find you? All of the above. Um, you can find me on, first of all, you can go to my website and pick up the book, the ebook. Um, um, it's wanleetheauthor.com. Um, you can do it and you can check out my website, um, my blogs there. I'm on all of the social media at wanleeauthor or um yeah wanley author i'm on instagram instagram wanley author and facebook as wanley author i'm at um linkedin at just wanley 
Um, I'm on Twitter at LoveMadeSimple. Um, and by all means, if anyone is interested, wants to contact me, you can always send me an email at info at wanleadauthor.com. And also, I have our website for my, the nonprofit has launched. Um, the um, website is clearjourney.org. Um, you can take a look at that. And if you want to help support that, anything that you um, purchase from me or any of the services that I render, go to support the nonprofit. Um, it's all about giving the teenagers and young adults a clear start, a head start in, in life um, with a clear journey. Um, and also, I will be probably next month uh, launching a coaching program. You can reach me also on at the info at wanleadyauthor.com and we can make this thing more personal. Um, and I'm probably going to be having some webinars and things like that coming up shortly, just so that we can make it all practical, because I know it's it's not something for, you know, to be able to do it as simple as the word is. It's Love Made Simple is the name of the book, but by no means does it to imply that it's easy. Um, the work, it's hard, but it's worth it. And so you can just understand it. If it's hard to work at it, it's, you know, nothing worth having is easy. Um, so, um, but I'm here to help and support in anybody who's entering, wants to enter that journey. Um, but just send me an email, info at wanleaderauthor.com, and we can set up a time to talk and we can navigate this experience called life together. I love it. Juan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for talking about love because we do not talk about it enough and how it is really about giving and doing and being your true, unique, authentic self. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. You really nailed it down with that. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I really hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Juan as much as I did. I truly appreciate his willingness to talk about the core principles of love, how we can achieve them, and how it's so important that we look inward and focus on ourselves first. So remember, until next week, you are strong enough and you are worth it. Thank you for listening to the Strong Enough Podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform by searching Strong Enough. And on YouTube, we're available on the Spear Talk channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Strong Enough Pod. If you have suggestions for an upcoming episode or a future guest, please reach out at strongenoughpod at gmail.com. Remember, you are worth it.